Good evening and welcome back to another edition of the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. I should say welcome, welcome, welcome to the first Sunbelt edition of the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. Yeah, is this a new season? Did we, this, this did we turn we are, the page? Welcome back to, ep- this is season seven, episode one. I was trying to figure out today, Rob, how we, how I divided the seasons. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, we started in 2017, I think, the podcast. I think I right? think so, yeah, because I think it was after the, the first Frisco, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I noticed, it was not, yeah, yeah. I just the... I looked back at our most popular. It was actually very funny because the Fourth of July episode, which was kind of, you know, I'm not saying we were mailing it in, but it was, we were mailing it. It was non-football, yeah. right? It was yeah. we didn't have particular substance to talk about. Yeah. Um, the Fourth of July episodes are very popular. Uh, looking back, they are among traffic all, every year. I think traffic, just, yeah, and I, I I suppose people also have time to. We only put one episode out in like three weeks over that period. And then yeah. people have like time to consume it probably. Um, but the other ones is when I, I noticed the NC State preview, which was one of our first, that was our first game, football game. Yeah. When we started this was a big one. And then when coaches get fired and hired, those were the biggest ones. That's the big one. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. I noticed it was all like Houston quits. Signet, so for, Signetti, yeah. those are all in the top five. <laughs> like, so it's yeah. basically first game before people figured out that we had no idea what we were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and we're so desperate to find out what's going on with coaching. They even scoop so low as to listen to us. So we got it. That's our niche. Yeah, yeah. No, there were some, there were some ones with like Medea when we've had guests, you know, McLaughlin, like some of those so others. playoffs, oh, the playoffs, yeah. the playoffs bring people. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, season seven, episode one, I have to say, Rob, this is the happiest I've been for a new season. Um, on a from a podcast standpoint, not football is going to be very exciting and everything's wonderful in the Sun Belt this year. Um, mm-hmm. But just the last two seasons have been like, I don't know how I broke them up. That's how we ended up with an extra year or season yeah. in there because COVID. I'm just, anyways, I'm looking forward to a regular year this year. Yeah, um, me too. Yeah, and this, too. Felt, this one felt, and I'm done with, and we don't have to talk about the CA, the, the other yeah. conference that JMU used to be in. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, you know, as always, we're brought to you by Mossy Creek Fly Fishing in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Some really nice summer conditions this week. It's not as like blazingly awful hot as it tends uh, to be. I think tomorrow it's supposed to be. Okay, here we go. It's yeah, 95 it's tomorrow. Been kind of nice. And, you know, there's been enough rain. There was rain over the weekend. I, I mean, it's not so low, you know, that. Didn't it drop down to like 60s? Yeah. Yeah, so it. I, I, I was not here, so but I heard and I was like, 60s. Oh, I've been tortured with 90s, and then I leave and it drops 30 degrees. Yeah, last night was like gorgeous. Of course, I had a long ride on Saturday in the rain in mm-hmm. Fort, Fort Valley, like Woodstock <laughs> Tower area. And yeah, just it was a long, muddy day um, with a broken spoke. And yes. oh, that's <laughs> Anyways, nice yeah, all kinds of like breaks giving out. Yeah solo ride in the rain yeah it's it really great um good good times um so we we're as usual it's episode one of the new season we should be totally prepared and we are not um no. it is we are in summer Definitely mode not. rob welcome back to you rob i hope vacation Thanks. was uh recharging and not you know neither yeah, one of this, us have been this, super plugged into jmu stuff the last couple of weeks no this was like a little vacation preview this was a friday to monday and then i'm going on my real vacation in 10 days where I'll be back up there in Newport, I guess for like eight days, nine days, something like that. So that, that'll be the real one, but no, it's nice. Caught up family, um, both my wife and kids caught up with them who are there up there all month, but then also my brother-in-law, his family and nieces and nephews. So it was fun. Good time. Beautiful weather, like sunny in seventies. So fantastic. Everyone that is a uh, Harper making an appearance on the podcast tonight, apparently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Lots of barking in the background. Um, yeah, Rob, this is going to be. I'm glad you had a good weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. This is going to be funny. I realized I was just kind of plotting out our schedule for the next few weeks, and for everybody to so you know, um, we're going to have basically two more episodes this at some point this month, and then we're going to have like one or two weeks off. I don't know, Rob, you might handle one week, but we might have as much as two weeks, and then we like come back. It's August 22nd. It'll be season. Then it's real time. football. Yeah, season preview, and then the next week will be MTSU preview. So, yeah, really jumping into it. Um, maybe we'll see what we can figure out for these other couple summer ones. Yeah. We don't have a lot tonight. We really want to talk about realignment. We know everybody else probably that listens in the summer is 
in the same place we are. Um, it's hysterical that JMU has just finally found um, some success in the realignment wars uh, by moving to Sun, the Sun Belt. And in week yeah. one of the Sun Belt, um, <laughs> the giant realignment yeah. explosion um, hits again. It was the uh, very next day, was it not? It, it, well, I, don't, I don't know. And of course, I have like weird, you know, I have some weird UCLA ties now with my, mm-hmm. I, a lot of our administration at UNCG had come from UCLA. Like mm-hmm. the chancellor was the dean of the School of Public Policy at UCLA before he became, um, where he was Michael Dukakis's boss, actually, which is oh. a very strange thing. I know, blast from the past. Uh, but yeah, you know, the chancellor had come and so he had brought a couple staff members, um, you know, kind of key, his chief of staff and key people that are, were big UCLA fans and uh, you know, very plugged in. I was like, oh, that was, this was obviously the weirdest. I, I don't know. This one seemed weirder than Texas and Oklahoma in a way. I, I did it to you. I don't know. Just, this was just Texas a pure Oklahoma, money like, grab. This was just yes. pure money grab. It has like, and it was almost I don't like want a, to be, I don't want to be somebody who's like saying, oh, college sports are done and everything. They're not, but they've definitely turned a page where it's now a TV product at the, at the highest level of the super government. It's got nothing to do with rivalries. Um, like Texas and Oklahoma, you could, they're playing with some former, what, big eight, big 12 type yeah. teams. It's still kind of in that recruiting, but it, it makes some degree of sense. It's still too big and too spread out for my likings. But this one, when you've got like, I mean, Maryland to me is kind of the poster child of, and money Absolutely. ruining a really good thing. And I'm not a Maryland fan, but like, I still think of Maryland as an ACC team. Me too. Yeah. Um, I think of Maryland's glory years, not just in their winning, you know, lacrosse championships and winning basketball national championships, but it's going down there and, and slaying dragons at UNC and Duke okay. and putting yeah. together just like insanely memorable games, both yeah. in Cameron on the road and then in Cole Fieldhouse and Comcast yep. where you just have students going absolutely bananas, yep. you know, court rushing type things. Like to me, that's what college sports is all about. Yep. You don't see that excitement. And I think Maryland is one where like they were in dire straits financially. They had mm-hmm. to make the move to the big 10. You know, yep. it saved the program in a lot of ways from a bottom line standpoint and from a money standpoint, but it killed it in every other practical way from the fan experience. You and I are in the DC area. Yeah. You still get Maryland coverage. It is not the same buzz. People no. do not care. Like I, no. The smartest thing I saw, read, or heard about this entire realignment thing was that viral tweet of the West Virginia fan Reddit comment. No. Did you see that? No, Did you know talking about? No, no. It was a guy commenting, and he's like, "Hey, West Virginia fan here, you know, take it for what it's worth, but I'm telling you, this is not all it's cracked up to be. We are people who who lived it. We were very excited. We went to the Big Twelve, and he's like, it was really cool on paper. The idea of going up and playing Oklahoma and, and Texas, playing yep. Texas and everything. And he's like, and it sucks. He's like, after the novelty wore off, he's like, yeah. it's terrible. He's like, in my daily life, I never run across anybody from those schools. Right. I'm not going to go on road trips. And he's like, meanwhile, we have no rivals now because right. nobody cares. Nobody knows us. He's like, our biggest rivals, people would probably say are Virginia Tech and Pitt. I don't think they've played Pitt since 2017. Right. Played, I think they played Virginia Tech two years ago, the first time in nine years. He's like, it's just a disaster. You just yeah. float around. He's like, you don't care. It's very exciting, the idea like, oh, if we win this championship of, of the conference, we could be in the national, you know, the, the playoff. He's like, but if it doesn't happen, he's like, they're just exhibition games where the, you've got no feeling for it. You're just numb to no. it. You right. know, you're just numb to it. We're like, normally, I would imagine from a West Virginia fan's perspective, if they're whatever, you know, four and six and going yep. to the final game, but it's Pittsburgh, yes. you better damn well believe they want to be. Yes. You, you probably remember some epic yep. Thursday night games, yep. Yep. West Virginia, Virginia Tech, that kind of like yep. the Thursday night thing, everybody will talk about mm-hmm. it being a disaster. And from my outsider perspective, it's also put Virginia Tech on the map. For sure. They would play West Virginia, they play Pitt, play Miami, yep. play like real rivalry games and for a national audience where like lane was just going crazy and the stadium's yep. bumping and enter sandman like that's really cool mm-hmm. you're not gonna get that i'm sorry for indiana usc no you know it's, I, I, if you'll get a cool like basketball yep. tournament every now and again it'll be epic but like nobody really cares 
no. to see freaking nobody cares about Penn State, Nebraska. No. But now when you've got oh UCLA Rutgers, oh sign right. me up. There we go. It's like instead of being the least compelling Rose Bowl matchup you could right. even imagine, right. it's now going to be a regular season game every two years. It's just it's it's going to be great for like the same old teams that are already winning for like Michigan, Ohio State, Ohio State. Yep. USC. Like it's great for them because they're going to say they ran the table in some you know marquee super conference, but five, six, seven of the teams every year are just cannon fodder. Right. It's just, it's just more Vanderbilts. Right. Out there. Oh so yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just a disaster. Like I, I and maybe I'll get, you know, a, a Purdue or a Indiana or somebody to really rise up or Wisconsin, but they're never going to win it. Like Wisconsin's never going to win the freaking big 10. No. You know, the old no, big no. 10. Right. right. Now you put more, more teams in there. So this was just such an outright money grab. I don't blame the schools really, if it's right there for you and you're looking at potentially a $50 million payout and being the leaders of this thing, even if it's terrible, you know, you get in while the getting's good and you protect yeah. your own, but like, it's kind of killing what's so great about college sports. Um, yeah. I don't know. That, that was a long rant and I apologize. No, no. But I mean, it's just, it, it, just well, and it's, it seems like it's not over yet. This was like the no. clearest sign that like these two superpowers and potentially some remnant of the Big Twelve um, slash Pac Twelve is emerged looking, leftovers, right? Because I think I think uh, you know, and I, as much as it pains me to say it, right? I, if you're North Carolina and Virginia or Clemson or Florida State, you you've got to be. I mean, you know that you've got to be doing having some real conversations about what's best for. I mean, I don't think the I don't know how the ACC comes out of this. You know, with any I, I don't know. I just don't know. But, um, it's a Sophie's Choice situation for those schools you mentioned because they yeah. can act in their own self-interest and uh -huh. go get the money now and assure that they won't be the leftovers. Yeah, the leftovers. But that's not good. Those no. schools, UNC in particular. Yeah, I mean that is not like whatever. No. Excuse me, Sean Patrizzi, if you're listening, but like <laughs> that is not the ultimate like pure blood, no, you know, no, no. virgin right. program that, that they like. They've got their scandals too, and they've done what they need to do in order to, to put athletics in the forefront. Right. But I do think there is some degree of integrity there with regards to how they treat their opponents and their rivals and mm -hmm. the true hatred they have for Duke and North Carolina State. And right, right. They don't want to give that up. That's what matters oh. to them. Clearly, no. North Carolina wants to win basketball national championships, yeah. but they also just want to sweep Duke and NC State every year in football. Yeah, yeah. You know? And, of course, this all produced some funny stuff. Um, yeah. Like, it is funny to imagine uh, USC and UCLA um, encountering a fullback at Iowa for the, yeah. first, for the first time in 45 yeah, exactly. years. Right? Um, there are some things here that uh, – but – yeah, I don't know where this is all going. I will say, though, from a JMU perspective, Rob, it's kind of funny. I, I haven't paid attention. I haven't even really been plugged in with our super fan group the last couple of weeks. Been mm -hmm. kind of distracted by work and other things. And um, I don't know. I mean, I think JMU fans I've seen have been fairly reasonable in the sense that, yes, this is clearly leading to like a potential, I don't know what you want to call it, power three, power two. Something yeah. right, and and then a second tier, and that's not new. Like I saw a couple JMU fans like kind of say like, "Oh, we moved, and now we're already getting kicked back down." And I was like, "Oh, no, respectfully, I think, I think they missed the point." I do too. I think most yeah. people that moved were like, "That's what's already been building," yeah. and now we're just like, "Like, imagine how we would feel if this was all happening, and we, and were, we were still in SDS." You know, that just feels like. Completely. I'll, I'll go so, one step further, Todd. Yeah. I think this is why they moved. I think yes, they moved to the Sun Belt to get with those. They people who listen to the podcast have heard us yeah. say it a million times. But regional peer schools with similar interests, they did that because they said things are going to go crazy, and at the end mm -hmm. of the day, we want a situation where people are excited. You've got drivable road trips. You've got the potential to do all those things. We said that, mm -hmm. like the the sample West Virginia mm -hmm. fan talked about losing. You've got real rivals. So I think this was a great move. And I think this actually shows that Jamie was was a little bit on the ball. It and wasn't I, Jamie being I a really victim. I really think the Sun Belt is like one of the best positioned schools to kind of ride this out or conferences Please. to ride this out. Because it's, it's I mean, look, no, no, this is no, no shade at any other Sun Belt programs in advance of even playing them. 
Mm-hmm. But there's not a program in the Sun Belt that's like a hot commodity for one yeah. of those power three conferences. Right? No, no, no. They're not getting this is not Houston or UCF or Cincinnati even, right? That's like potentially like trying to position themselves for some future move down the road. No, this is a group that's like, we're gonna play each other. Yeah. We're in a league that makes sense. We're on ESPN Plus we're, or the ESPN package, which is one of the things that's killing some of these other leagues that were weren't yeah, ESPN exactly. properties, right? We know we have some stability here. We might not be on ABC all the time, but like, it's pretty good. I think, you know, look, you and I don't follow Cruton that often, but I think the stability of where we're headed helps. And I, lastly, it's kind of funny. (laughs) There are some other rats getting ready to jump off some sinking ships here. Yes. And some of them are pretty fat rats, like Mm -hmm. by, by, by like, you know, previous JMU as CAA member perspective. Right. It, suddenly, a league like the Sun Belt has to look a hell of a lot better to like an East Carolina, a Memphis, right? Of a like, wait, we could play a, a Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech, right? Wake Forest, Wake Forest, right? You I know? mean, you just start looking around it. I don't, you know, look, maybe with America. I mean, there will be some remnants of all kinds of leagues all over the place, but the Sun Belt actually looks fairly intact, and like nobody really wants to jump to like nobody after this. When you if you end up with three power leagues. There's not going to be any desire anymore to like jump to whatever the remnants of the ACC are. No. Like if you're left with a league that's just Wake Forest and Boston College, like sign me up for App State and Old Dominion. <laughs> like, but I think it, it know, creates like, a situation. Like I think all the points you're making are, yeah. are great, and I agree with you on all of them. Yeah. Like I, I think it just kind of levels the playing field, and it's not that JMU. I, JMU <laughs> wasn't making this move to eventually crashed the party that was a, that was the potential it was there but that was not why jamie was doing it it wasn't like okay we're going to do this and then 10 years from now we're going to be cincinnati it was we're going to do this and 10 years from now we're going to be playing games that matter on saturdays in a more stable environment and no longer playing on the road in front of three thousand fans in yep. freaking new hampshire you know whatever yeah um but i don't think like it, nobody's going to fold. Wake Forest isn't folding. No, Virginia no. Tech, this will really upset Jamie fans. They're like, I feel really bad for Virginia Tech here. I, I think they're the type of for like Oregon State. Oregon I mean, State. I think there's schools, really right? good, successful, proud programs with great fan support who are just going to get squeezed. Yep. And like, let's not. Virginia Tech has no interest in joining the Sun Belt, but but Virginia Tech also probably isn't excited about the creating this. Yeah, like the old Big East, or maybe they are. Maybe if you get together with West Virginia, and if Miami doesn't make the move, and Boston College, maybe it is good. But like, and it's going to be hard not to view that as a step back or yep. a making the best of a terrible situation. Yep. You know they they've climbed so much since you and I were in high school. Mm-hmm. You think yep. about them. Like, yep. Yeah. They yeah. really. I mean, they flirted with the national championship with with Mike Vick, but they also like the year Jamie beat them. They had a damn good year. Yes. You know, they, they went to a BCS Bowl. They I think they played yeah. Andrew Locke I, at Stanford. Like, yeah. they've had a really good program. Yeah. And it stinks. Like, this, they're a perfect example of why this is so terrible. You've got schools that played the game, that filled out these power conferences, that went and provided, you know, great environments and built up their programs and invested. And they're just going to get kind of cast aside and be like, oh, yeah, you guys go form your other thing. And you're now kind of in in between, but let's be honest, you guys are pretty much going to be the new G5. You're right. Gonna, and the, yep. in the first four or five years, they will have an advantage, but I think it's going to be a great leveling. I think the yep. Sun Belt and all that will start to I me. Mean, well, it'll be a leveling below those top two. Below those top tiers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those top tiers and everybody else. Yep. And, and JMU is going to be, the Sun Belt is going to be well positioned to yeah, have a really compelling product beyond there. It's a lot of the college football writers and pundits yep. and everything that we follow are like, Man, the Sun Belt kind of rules. Like this is why yeah. we started following college sports, right? Or these, you know, regional rivalries, regional yeah. rivalries, regional. We say it every week, but it matters. Um, and I don't and know. There's... But it also, but like in terms of out of conference, like if Wake isn't going to get games against Clemson and Miami and these teams that leave, mm-hmm. they're going to need other teams. Well, that's right in the Sun Belt's, you know, yep. footprint. Georgia yep. Tech, right in the footprint. NC yep. State, right in right. the footprint. Yeah, you know. Um, I don't know. I, I, everybody's saying UVA is on the radar for the SEC. I well, no, I, think I would think there they, seems to, to be, me they look like a Big Ten school. 
with the yeah, AAU stuff. It's weird though, right? Because UVA and UNC seem to be more together, or they seem to be as together as say, like we've heard Florida State and Clemson are kind of a duo. Yeah. And I think UVA and Carolina are a little bit more attractive from a like, hey, they're not going to hurt us in football. So they yeah. can just come over and kick our ass in basketball, but we'll trade that for like the football, like not having to have hard teams in football. And like they're good schools, right? I mean, they're, they're and that, they're you know, schools. and so they're like, flagship universe, state flagships. Right. Yeah. So, I, but yeah, I don't know where. <sighs> The funny thing has been that the leagues that have actually done best in the last 15 years through all this craziness have been the ones that decided to like plant their flag and say, screw it. We're going to do the, we're going to build on our strength. Big East basketball. Big East basketball is the best example of all. They just said, you know what? We're not going to worry about the rest of this. And multiple final fours and national championships later and sending seven teams to the tournament every year. Yep. They can all sit around and be like, it's pretty good. Even the Atlantic 10, I think, has done a pretty good job of being like, we're, they're not as regional and not as big a names, but they did a good job of saying, you know what? We're just going to stick to basketball. Yeah. And like everything else doesn't matter. And then yeah. I think the Sun Belt has done the opposite of being like, we're going to go with, co- we're going to let college football lead the way. Mm-hmm. And we're going to pick programs that care about college football yeah. and fan base that have fan bases that care about college football. Yeah. And Everything else will come and, – and, and, you know, the other stuff, the baseball, the softball, all that other stuff is coming along for the ride. But, they, but they've done a good job of being like, we're going to pick programs where this matters and where we can put our kids on a bus occasionally. Yeah. Because I don't know. I mean, I, I, again, USC at Rutgers on a Tuesday night in friggin' volleyball. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I just don't know, right? <laughs> yeah, that's where it really gets the Olympic sports. I just when you wish got... that football would split it, split itself away for that, because this is just crazy town. At the, I mean, it really is. Like now we really lost all. Like really, that's what we're gonna do. Like, am I gonna tune in to watch UCLA Maryland? Well, yeah, maybe, but uh, like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't, it's just, uh... it's just weird mm-hmm. and unnecessary and. It's just greedy. We're it's just have, greedy. We're going to have Michigan State Beach Volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, right. Uh, just, this, none of it None of it makes sense. And no. it really is weird to see what happens. It's also, as a proud Notre Dame hater, Right. I mean, this has oh. got to be driving. Every person who feels like me has got to just be driving crazy the fact notre dame just feels like they can hold all the cards and and they do everybody's still acting like it's this thing and they've got their own tv deal like in today's day and age i i don't know i mean there's a lot of people out there who love notre dame national brand but like are they gonna command their own tv deal that's yeah i don't know it's interesting it's interesting to me like could they really have that much because it feels like if they had just committed to the acc then some of they this could is be probably okay. The they could be saving the ACC, um, and that's a little frustrating. And then the UNC EVA thing. Just come back to that again. I mean, I feel for I, I don't I feel for the people having to make those decisions because it is hard, right? They have to, you know, those are fiduciaries of those universities. They have to look down the road at the best interest. And like you mentioned with Maryland at the beginning, and I think to some extent this is a big problem for UCLA in this yeah. decision. USC can do what it wants. It's private. They got a ton of money. They'll fund it, whatever. But UCLA is, for as well-known as they are, they're really close to Cal (laughs) in in terms of like, you know, like they could be borderline out of money sometimes. Like, you know, I mean, their softball program has won every national championship for forever. And there are people who will tell you like their facilities are falling apart. You know, like, like there's things that, um, and, and, and if you're at Carolina or Virginia, you know, and you're talking about the difference between, I don't know, 500 million and 200 million, like that's a pretty big difference to your university over the long haul. Like, I, you know, it's a even huge if you want and- to, even if I think that the, the, I, I have a feeling that in Chapel Hill and certainly in Charlottesville, but in Chapel Hill in particular, where they care about basketball above all things, mm-hmm. including like, family politics and religion right? yeah. like they would much rather 
say, you know what? We're going to stick right here with Duke and State and Wake and Virginia. And we're going to play basketball until, you know, until pigs fly. And we'll just win this conference and go to the tournament and keep winning national championships forever. But man, when the money on the other side is, is, ah, I just, I don't know. It's, if it's an offer, you can't refuse. Yeah. It, it is. Yeah. But it's also like, I, it, it's interesting because it is an offer you can't refuse because of, oh my gosh, it's not so much that UNC is crying poor. They are not. UNC no, no, is no, no, like no. very, but there is that like, if we don't take it and they give it to Duke and then we're the ones left out, what right. does it mean? It's kind of the opportunity cost of that. Yeah. And so you got to do it. And I'm sure their fans would say, yeah, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But you think their fans give a damn? Like if their fans say, you know, you're going to get $75 million a year. And in your best year, you're going to finish third in the Big Ten in football. Right. And you're going to win this Big Ten tournament and be a one seed or two seed. Or you can stay where you are, clock in $30, $40 million and beat Duke two or three yeah. times a year. Right, right. And when the SEC, no, there's no UNC fan on earth that wouldn't take the second option. Yeah. yeah you know, they exactly. want to beat Duke. They want to beat yeah. NC Saints. Like the money is just it, it, enough is enough. Mm-hmm. But then the other option is, okay, we don't take this offer and you stay with Duke, but UVA leaves and they take the money. And w- by them leaving, Clemson leaves yeah. and Florida State leaves. And now the ACC collapses and you still play Duke, but it's an out of conference. And your conference right. now includes ECU. Right. And they're like, whoa, and whoa, 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 whoa. Syracuse and, and all Syracuse, the people you didn't yeah. want from the beginning. Right. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, you're right. it's, it's crazy. So like, it's, yeah. you're, everybody's kind of, they're greedy, but they're also being acting in a, from a defensive posture. Yeah. Oh, people, for sure. I don't think anybody likes this. No. I really yet, don't. Like, I think that's what's so weird to me is that, and I don't know how to solve it, but the, like we just said about Big East basketball, the ones that have taken an offensive posture instead of a defensive posture have actually done better. Yeah. You know, over the time and just said, like, this is what we're doing. Like, yeah. come with us, you know, and we'll grab Butler and we'll grab Xavier and nobody will even know the difference between you know, like West Virginia and Xavier in basketball, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, like really in terms of like tournament success and what that means. Um, But it's just a hard thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's interesting is like, what do you think the Sun Belt should do? Because I have a very strong opinion of what I think. Well, I've been laughing about this. So one of the things that we've been, okay, first of all, there's a a few schools that are very obviously going to enter the Sun Belt conversation at all times. Yeah. A, I don't think the Sun Belt should, I think the commissioner said it better than any of us, which is like, there's, there's 14 members. Like they're in a position of strength. There's no reason to add unless something really helps, yes. the, helps sit the league. Tight, sit, sit tight, tight. sit I tight. I wouldn't do a yeah. damn thing if oh, I were there. I'd let this whole thing strong explode opinion. and just, yes. yeah, let the and whole just thing. pick off out of conference games. I mean, maybe, doing, you And know, be, be the picture of stability. And then maybe – the Sun Belt is the driver in the organization of this next level. Let yes. the super conferences happen. Yeah. I don't want it to happen, but like let it happen. And then maybe the next level, it's going to happen. But mm-hmm. then maybe you get together and instead of mm-hmm. always being second fiddle to Georgia no, we Tech, do a Sun Belt ACC challenge. Yeah. Right. Every year where we, you, we you know, you've got yeah. bowl game tie-ins where now the winner of the Sun Belt plays the winner of yep. the West Virginia, Virginia Tech, Pitt, you yep. know, Syracuse, Boston College conference, like just or, or you start if they really want to regionalize. Maybe it's like, oh well, there's another school in the area, and I don't know. I mean, dare well, to I, dream. Could it be an NC State? You, you pick yeah. off an NC State, and maybe one of the teams from the West links up <laughs> well, with Memphis. I don't know. That's why I think you're right that you just sit tight for a while because yeah. the obvious teams that jump out in all this are, you know, so ECU, not, not trying. ECU yeah. is a ECU yeah. is a probably the biggest one. Um, I forget that Coastal is in South Carolina, so App is the only North Carolina school. Mm-hmm. Um, ECU, I think, culturally fits very well in the Sun yeah. Belt. In you know, it obviously adds in other sports that the Sun Belt cares about, baseball, yeah. um, chiefly. Um, but that assumes like, oh, ECU is the best thing they can do. When like, you could be sitting here three years from now with NC State sitting on the block. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, like you just said, like, I, I don't know. Right. I you think, move um, now. You, you start to get, it's like, no, you don't need any of this. It's stuff, not stable. Right? I mean, it's like, every, oh, 16, 18. Then by that number, people start positioning, sit start tight. Yep. Let things play out. 
Yep. And then work people. There's going to be people that are angry about this. Schools that mm-hmm. get left behind. There's also going to be people that go, you know what? We need to figure out something that works in the long term. We need to realize that ship sailed. It sucks, but we thought we were we were brothers and we're not. We yep. got left behind. So now, hey, here's a really attractive, stable model. How can we work with it to create mm-hmm. a compelling college sports platform? Not, not another conference, like an entire ecosystem of college sports if you let those let the breakaways break away uh-huh. if we can still play them in non-football things and still have march madness great yep but at that point the schools got to do what they got to do and i <laughs> really think the sunbelt will be a model for like hey this is what works this is like a, a manageable conference that drives all those things it's it's not a money grab for tv markets it's really trying to find schools that work well together and this could be really good i, I know people yeah. are very scared by this this could end up being like well, I don't know if it's good for college sports as a whole. It could be good for the Sun Belt. Yes, I think, right. I agree, and oh, because I, I also think what you said earlier, taking this all the way back, but like to the Thursday night thing, and that's just a hypothetical. But the idea being that, like, okay, so you can put these two super leagues together, and now suddenly your Thursday night matchup on main ESPN or Fox or whatever Fox for the big if it's a Big Ten game, right? Yeah. The big Thursday night game is a is a disappointing, you know, four and six Nebraska playing at College Park, you know, yeah. three and seven mm-hmm. on Thursday night. And if you flip over to ESPN two, you get JMU Georgia Southern both mm-hmm. not nine and two and playing yeah. for a Sun Belt East title yeah. in Statesboro. Like, what's your college football fan going to care about there? Yeah, like you know, I mean, because that's what you're going to end up with. You're not always going to. You're not going to get USC Ohio State every every year and every yeah. like on a key weekend. Mm-hmm. That's just not the way you know. Texas and Alabama aren't going to be, you know, they don't all fall into these slots. I think they're hurting themselves in that way. I mean, nobody's going to, you know, nobody watches Mississippi State play. I don't know what other South Carolina on a Friday night in November right now. No, that was my <laughs> point. Like it's, they're, they're putting together things these big leagues so they can get the most teams as possible so they can get these marquee matchups you know every couple weekends or even, let's say it works out perfectly and every weekend they've got a marquee matchup they're also going to have five or six complete duds just yes, complete that's what's going to happen stinkers. where your product is just terrible so yeah michigan and it's not State just terrible is, but it's terrible and it doesn't matter yes like you were just saying right in the old big east west virginia pitt that might have been a terrible game certain years. But it mattered. It still mattered. Yeah. Like to the people that it mattered to, right? Yeah. But West Virginia, Houston doesn't matter to anybody. Well, Houston, that actually is a bad example because of Holgerson. But R- West Virginia, Rutgers, Rutgers yeah. Iowa does not matter. Does not and, matter to anyone. And it in does the not. World. It, and it really it doesn't matter today. It will not matter if you have an 8 0 UCLA going to Happy Valley to play an 8 0 Penn State. Yeah. It still does not matter. It's a terrible game. Nobody watches, including the alums, because nobody from UCLA cares about those schools. Right. You know, like versus your example of like right. the, the the lower games in the old Big East mattered. Virginia Tech fans wanted to beat Miami no matter what, even right. if they were five hundred. West Virginia, Ohio, Miami, it, West Virginia, Virginia Tech. Correct. Those three let them kill each other. You know, like every year. Yeah, correct. You know, yeah. nobody cares about beating Maryland. It was, it was not a big year. It's I just, just it's, for me, it just all looks like the Sun Belt is as stable as JMU could possibly hope for at the moment. I mean, it's college sports that can all fall apart tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But like, South Alabama's not getting a call to the SEC. You know, Texas no, JMU's State's not, not going getting to the Big Twelve, right? Yeah. yeah, JMU's not going to wherever, right? It's here. Like these schools, they're going to be okay. As long, we're going to play each other. It's going to be fun. I know that. And even if you want to take it like, if the ACC breaks apart uh-huh. and Virginia Tech comes, Virginia Tech ain't going to JMU and being like, hey, buddy, let's go yeah, for a new league. <laughs> right, right, right. That no, ain't no, happening. No. You know, as well no, as because no. Jamie would be right. like, no, you know what? Now it's very, intri- it's, it's intriguing and it would be fun. And yeah, you know, in state and everything, but we're not going to go hitch our wagon to somebody who's had a 30 year head start. Well, ask we're going to say, ECU you know what? We, we've got. Ask the ODU fans, ECU, like, you know, who thought they were hitching to a better thing. Yeah. And and you can see it now. I feel bad because you see it now with, like, Boise fans are getting all like, oh, we can go to Pac-12 now. Well, 
Yeah. Now you're not going to the Pac-12 that was the Pac-12, right? Correct. Like, you know, like that's not the thing. Like the ECU example. I yeah. I watched Boise State beat the hell out of Washington State like every other year. It seems like. Yeah. Right now, they don't need to be in the conference for me to watch yeah. that. <laughs> like I don't know. I just yeah. Anyways, it's it's it's, um, it's just it's just a shame, but. I think Jamie is well positioned. I know there was some chatter or chirping from like that former FCS league we were part of that should not be named being like, Oh, Jamie, they're making the move and falls apart. Ha ha. Like you just don't get it. You don't get it. And that's why your schools are stuck in neutral. They couldn't even keep Howard in their Yeah. Like they had Howard in the league for 10 seconds and then they wouldn't even stay. And then Howard goes to jet. Um, (laughs) It's like, no, it's it's not. They're like, ha ha. Oh, I thought you guys were moving up and be like, we're still above you guys and you, you guys are falling further and further behind mm-hmm. and you're scrambling to like yep. get whatever school will take you. I was just, mm. I don't know. It, it, mm. it kind of made me laugh, but also well, the thing more than anything made me, made me glad that I left, that we left. Yes. And the thing that made me, and another thing that made me happy, this is unrelated to realignment. I did like one of the Sunbelt, I don't know if it was our guys we talked to, the Funbelt pod guys, or there's a couple like Sunbelt related Twitter accounts. But somebody put out a list. Did you see that little spreadsheet of like game of the week, dud of the week in the no, conference this cool. year? So they went week by week through the football season and picked the game of the week in the conference and the dud of the week. Mm-hmm. I felt fortunate that JMU did not make any duds of the week. That's good. Um, but none of our games fell into that category, at least this year. They obviously haven't yeah. seen anything from us or ODU. Or at um, this point, you know, you never point, know. Yeah. Things could change. But as we talked about a couple months ago, um, the one place we did show up in the rankings was week three uh, or week four, I guess it is. But the JMU at App State game mm-hmm. was the game game of the week. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing we're like, oh, JMU has two games, then a bye, and then they play app. So it is, again, as we've said before, and we'll get to again in a few weeks, that Middle Tennessee game, which is going to be a pick em, um, and a really, I think, fit, real toss-up game. JMU wins that game. They beat Norfolk State. They have a bye. They're going to, they could go to Boone 2 and 0. Like, that's a really, that's exactly what we just said. Yeah. It's not a game that, like, you know, if you live in Montana, you're not going to probably tune into that game if you're just a college football fan. But if you live in this part of the country and you have a 2 and 0 JMU and a 3 and 2 and 1 or 3 and 0 App State, yep. you know what that means. Like, that's a fun little shit show. And, you know, it's, like, just, and it's, it's the new reality. You know, you've yeah. got, network television and you've got marquee streaming whatever mm-hmm. now you know amazon and the nfl but most of it like now every every fbs team you can watch every game on television and now even most most fcs so it's a fragmented market so you really like if you're not the ohio states of the world you shouldn't be chasing these pipe dreams you should be trying to create the most compelling product for your fan base yes and, and i think that's what's being missed here and, and yeah, and like you're going to be in the national championship every year, anyways. Yeah, like in every playoff format ever invented, it's not leaving Ohio State out of it, right? Correct. <laughs> like, 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 like you know, UNC basketball. Well, it's not is getting never left not going to be a blue the, blood, right? Yeah. Correct. The Duke basketball is going to be there. They're going to you know number two seed, whether it's John yeah. Shire or not, right? <laughs> like yeah. you know, like it, yeah. Um, people are going to be screaming that they didn't deserve the two seed, right? <laughs> like. Yeah. Or they got sent to a favorable regional, you know, or something like. But there's not, I mean, it, yeah. you might have somebody break through every now and again, but the reality is there's six or eight teams that are going to be competing for national championships mm-hmm. on a consistent basis in football. Yeah. That's not the same in basketball. That's a, And I, I still like, Yeah. It, obviously it, every, everyone would like a shot at one, but I'll go back and for the millionth time, if I'm a freaking Duke fan or I'm an NC State fan or something like that, I'd rather get a chance to have in-state bragging rights or bragging rights over my neighbor with the different flag on in front of his house. I'd rather have a chance to do that every single year than have my best year ever make a run at the title. And I'm sorry, I know flags fly forever and championships are the best, but yeah. it, it ain't it ain't happening. Like it's that one high moment every 30 years or every damn fall i know i've got a chance to puff my chest out when i'm when i'm going to the grocery store the next day and i got my colors on you know well it's hard because just before the last pod we did two weeks mm-hmm. ago before all this happened we said what was our like biggest dreams mm-hmm. for the sunbelt era yeah. and i said to like for to make the playoff yeah um and 
to me, the realignment that this this round of realignment makes that seem a little less likely. Oh yeah, because you're right. You're headed for the Super Leagues creating their own playoff, Correct. basically, right? And I still wouldn't stay where we were. I'd still rather play the teams we're about to go play every year. Oh, this is much like more compelling. Like 100%. Compelling. This is much way more, more compelling, compelling, right? There was nothing left to do there. The only game that mattered to me for the last five years, every single year, was NDSU. Yeah, yeah wherever that game took place, right? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was NDSU and or Frisco, whichever yeah. took place last, I guess, you know, like was the only game that mattered. And that's not going to be the case this year. We've got friends trying to figure out their ticket situation. Yeah. Call the ticket office. Um, you yeah. know, like, like yeah. it's it's uh, you know we we don't yeah like call, I mean that call quick look, look on the map online. Tickets are going fast. That's fun, and some of that is the first really season cool. bump. But that's the other thing. Like I I think forget about just like I, let's be honest. I don't have a ton of Marshall coworkers any more than I have a bunch of UCLA coworkers. Like it's one of those things. But I think our friends playing Marshall every year. We have talked to other friends who are like, ooh, that's a big game. So so it's more fun for the JMU fans we're friends with. Yeah, yeah it is cool. If you live in those areas where, like we mentioned, the, A- yeah. the ACC, which to me is kind of like the ACC and the old Big East, are, to me, are the epitome of what college sports is all about. Where you have entire neighborhoods where you drive through, you're going to see people from different ones. You know, yeah. you, you go to the carpool line, you go to the grocery store, you go to church, you're yeah. going to see fans with the different colors. That's cool. Yeah, the Sun Belt is not yet there, but I do think there's the idea of like a lot of our friends are excited about playing App State. Not yes. even the ones that are super passionate. None of our fans gave a damn about playing Maine. With no. with all due respect for Maine, we all really tried to force the Richmond thing, and it did matter for people who live in Richmond. Yes, it was That's kind of like it was like a fun online thing for those of us in a way to kind of get ourselves hyped up. It, for, for those with dim limit in Richmond. You know? That's how I felt. I, it's it's a big, big deal in the city yeah. for JMU people and Richmond people who live there. But for those of us that are outside of that, like yeah. it really, it was, it was it like was, another, it was a little, I, you know, I don't want to say it was, it was another game. It was just a little forced because, it was a little forced. especially it was a little because forced. we weren't playing them in the other sports. They weren't really Correct. in the conference. So we didn't get a chance to like get that shot in hoops Mm-hmm. and like get annoyed that we lost to them or yeah. be excited that we won a game down there or whatever, you know, like the way that it used to be. Yeah. And that is what I'm hopeful. And you're right. We just, a couple, more than one, you know, more than a couple friends have reached out about like homecoming this year. Yeah. And even the people who, that I've talked to who are not football fans, like you would like, oh, like, who are they? You know, they, they might say like, I'm like, oh, well, you should look into it because they're playing Marshall. Yeah. And even like my friend Kathy was like, oh, like, oh, That's like cool. I know, I know yeah. what that is. Like mm-hmm. not they're playing New Hampshire. Right. Yes. It's like, oh, I know what that like. Oh, I really should call about tickets because I know what that is. Right. Like, mm-hmm. Kind of a thing, you know, and that's kind of cool. I mean, even the first game that's Middle Tennessee, who's not that's, you know, Kathy's not going to know that. But like people who are football fans might know that. Or yeah. just like college sports fans might know mm-hmm. that. I don't know. It feels fun. It's it's yeah. definitely it definitely feels different than like you know the usual season opener is the is the is the buy game. Yeah. Right. And this is like this is a buy game, but it is not does not feel like it's very different than Norfolk State Week Two. You know, and I just I don't know. I'm excited but for it, 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 at the risk of belaboring the point. I think what we're talking about mm-hmm. with why we're happy that JMU is leaving or left mm-hmm. the CA and the FCS. I think that's what these title contenders in these super leagues, that's their future where they're not going to care about anything other than the Michigan game and the national championship. Like it's tough to keep caring when there's a clear strata and you're at the higher end. And we're saying that like, I nobody's, yeah. nobody's going to say, Oh, like, Oh, who are you guys talking about? You're JMU. You were never in Ohio state or in Alabama. No, we weren't. But I'm telling you, like, you don't care. You look at the season and anything other than undefeated and beating, you know, your NDSU, pencil in, who, who is it? Like, is it USC? Is it right, Auburn? Right. Is it, you know, right. it just, it's self-defeating, man. It's not fun. It sounds no, great. You're, you're like, oh, you're, like, yeah. you know, if JMU's going to go 8-0 in conference every year. And why wouldn't you take that? Well, it's not fun anymore. 
because you got no. to the point where like there were several teams in the CAA trying and there were others who were just long for the ride. And mm-hmm. I think it's just going to be that times 10 because you're going to have fat and happy crappy teams who are like, what's the point? We're never going to win. Let's just cash checks. And maybe we'll try to be really good at wrestling. Right. Maybe we'll try to, or or God willing, maybe they'll throw money at the mathematics department or something like that. (laughs) But like, but like no amount of money, these, these schools are not going to be like, Oh, I've got $50 million. Now I can go ahead and and I can recruit against Nick Saban. No, you can't. You're still going to do that. Put it in baseball. You know, and you've kicked a game that might've mattered to your, like, I don't know. You just, you're just kicking your important game later to a different thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's like only the playoff game matters. Only the one at the end of the season matters. And so now like your week seven game, like Ohio state, Illinois, that doesn't matter to me. Nope. And I, and every year I think like Ohio state, you know, eight out of 10 years, they win that game. Right. Yep. But it kind of matters in the office building in Chicago or Columbus. Yes. Right. Like, it, it, you know, like a little bit, I, I don't know. It just like, <laughs> yeah, it's, we're, we're killing it here, but it, it's, um, I, I'm just more excited than ever on the Sunbelt and really pleased. Right I now am too. I, just, I think I, it's, don't, I, I, I don't know where else better we could be. I certainly know I'd be even more angry where we still in the CAA and we had to like wonder, like, is there an opportunity? What does this mean? I mean, we'd be all freaking out about this where right now I'm like, I know what we're doing in, in a month and a half, I'm going to watch JMU play Middle Tennessee. I'm grateful. And I mean, this really, in it's two and a half months, uh, you know, we get to go to Boone and watch him play app. Like, sounds good to me. Like, yeah, like, it was in many ways like a splash of cold water having happened like July 1st. Sure. But also like, I'm grateful, man. I'm yeah. so grateful that JMU did what it did. Got in a position where I think they can compete. I think they can mm-hmm. be successful. And I think they hold a lot of cards and, and we'll be ready for this next round, which is all I ever wanted. I mean, I was never pro like go FBS or bus. I was right. like, just be positioned. So whenever the breakaway happens, you've got a good thing going and the athletic program continues. And um, it continues to look more and more like the Sunbelt has a compelling television product to offer yes. whenever mm-hmm. somebody needs product, right? Yes. Like when they need inventory. Like yeah. this seems like it's going to be more compelling than a lot of other things. So I, yeah, we're really lucky. We're going to um, have our Jefferson pilot games. Yeah. <laughs> I know there are some summer things we will try to um, do a little digging. And and I know like, you know, congrats to Vad Lee, Rashard Davis on the USFL seasons. Good for mm-hmm. them. I think I saw that. Uh, uh, who's, is it Rondell? Car- who's somebody's playing for um, in Canada this summer. Yeah. I have to look into that. I know. And then, um, obviously like Kate Gordon, Odyssey, Jalen are all playing like in the pro softball ranks this summer. Um, and Matt Lewis doing pretty cool things in summer league for the T-Wolves. Yeah. After a pretty strong G league campaign for for real. Yeah, no, it's been fun. It's been fun for me because Isaiah Miller, the UNCG kid is also on that Mm -hmm. team with him, the Minnesota, like, and so it's like, I only have to watch, follow that one team to follow them both. He could be looking at a guy that, you know, yeah. at least gets consideration for a two-way deal. Yeah. And those yeah. ones where he, he kind of bounced back and I don't know. Yeah. He's, he had bad luck with the injury, but he's got he's got potential. He could yeah. end up playing in the league. So that would be fantastic. Yeah. And then we'll be re- we'll be getting really close to serious things here. Uh, mm-hmm. Try to find our way back around to another couple of Sunbelt schools uh, before we start, but that might have to save for game week preview stuff. Uh, yeah. But anyways, Rob, it's good to have you back. Um, good to talk to you. Yeah, likewise, you know, man. It's I hope everybody's fun. out there. Yeah, not that this helped you in any way, but um, I don't know. You, li- I, I'm the same. I'm guilty of the same things, right? You listen to the national media about this, and it there's no, there's a very like misunderstanding about everyone below that big level. It's all about like UNC and Notre Dame. Yes, and there's like kind of a t- comp- what the hell? It's all breaking apart. And you're like, well, there's some places where it's still okay. Um, and I'll tell you one thing, Rob, the freaking Flow Sports didn't even cover the bike race this weekend. Oh. They didn't even have the live stream. So it fell apart. They're already in the, remember I told you there's like a six week, it's yeah. a six race series. This was race mm-hmm. three. It's very exciting. They do all these pre-race interviews. First of all, the girl that they send out to like be on site is way mm-hmm. better than the actual race commentators that they have. And they should just <laughs> let her do everything. Yeah. Um, it's ridiculous, but 
this weekend was Crusher and the Tusher in Southern Utah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I have a feeling that um, communications are very difficult in that part of the country. I have a feeling. Um, yes, they are. Like up in the, I don't know what the Tusher Mountains are, but yeah, it's a very, yeah, it's out there, I think. Um, it's, yeah, I was out there in November and <laughs> you go off the grid and you stay yeah. off the grid for hundreds of miles in Utah. Yeah, the last climb, it ends at like something called Eagle Point Resort or something, mm-hmm. which is a ski resort that I've never heard of. And I like, yeah. I know, I feel like I know you and you I pride that. ourselves on knowing a lot yeah. of ski resorts and that's what I didn't even know. That's like, not on the icon pass or the episode. No, no, <laughs> definitely not. Um, yeah. yeah, but they, they, I don't know what happened. They just totally didn't have a stream this weekend. So uh, yeah, anyway, so. standard. I made me feel even better. So No, Jamie, Jamie has stability and, yes. and that's something to be valued in today's college sports landscape. I don't know if Jamie's going to be competing for national championships in football or ever even be eligible for the playoff, but Jamie does not need to scramble to save its program right now. Nope. They've got a good thing going. We've got a compelling schedule and we've got a league that is a going concern and in many ways a model for what many college football fans like ourselves think is quote unquote right about, about college sports. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, hats off to Bourne and, and the rest of the Jamie administration and Keith Gale and the Sun Belt, but um, luck definitely played a part in this. Yep. But I think this is why all of these college presidents and and Gale and everything were looking to make moves to create a stable situation for themselves. And you know, by God, they did it. So good job yeah. for them. And, and the Sun Belt stealing these three schools was an offensive move. Yes. That's what we just said. It wasn't defensive. It was like yep. Southern Miss, JMU, and Old Dominion. This totally makes sense for us. Yep, let's it do it. Makes let's our league look make more sense in its divisional setup, mm-hmm. and gives us some like power, like programs that have shown they care about this stuff. Like, let's do it. Yep, and let's it, go. It didn't have any, wasn't like, oh, I have to do this because I'm replacing somebody else. <laughs> you know, yeah. just like yeah, it's awesome. It wasn't so. like oh, they're the best of what's around. So it, nope. it's good. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. And uh, <laughs> Dave, is that a Dave Dave title there. Oh, I did not. I did not mean that. I did not mean that. But, but it was. I believe. All right. Yeah. Uh, All right, man. Well, let's wrap this up. We're yep. going. We're going to say the same thing for the tenth time. So. Yeah, Rob. I will talk to you. Um, I will talk to you next week, right? Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, right. We'll get organized next week. So yeah. that sounds good. Sure, we will. Yeah. Sure, we will. All right. Yeah. Talk to you next week, Rob. See you. Go, Dukes.